Hi friends, Rob here. You've probably heard that Germany's constitutional court has not only overturned the Mietendeckel, Berlin's rent cap law, but also allowed landlords to collect all of the rent people have saved over the past year plus under the law. People are pissed, and I think at least part of it, you know, besides your landlord saying you owe them thousands of euros overnight or canceling your contract because of it, is how frustratingly anti-political it seems. You can't do anything different because some assholes in Karlsruhe dressed like the Trade Federation, say so. But as we've talked about on the show, the Mietendecke was considered by at least the SPD to be an attempt at a compromise or to head off the Deutsche Wohnen und Cohen Eignen campaign. And while the Mietendecke is gone, we're still here. We're almost at the halfway point of the campaign, which means there are just two months left to make sure this gets on the ballot. The goal is absolutely within reach. And this past weekend, the 17th and 18th, has looked very promising so far, with tons of people collecting for the first time. But after the first month, we were behind schedule, considering that we need a buffer for invalid signatures that get thrown out, so we need as many people as possible. If you haven't been out collecting yet, or maybe you went once or twice, but haven't gotten around to going again, now is the time. If you want to go with someone, message me. I'll go with you. It'll be fun. You can put up sheets in your kitchen for roommates or guests to sign it, or someplace at work. There's a link in the episode description with a map of all the places where you can pick up blank sheets or sign yourself. Or again, if you want me to, I'll come drop them off at your apartment myself. My partner and I got 90 signatures just by walking through the park the past two days. The people definitely are friendlier there than on the street, because you know how a nice Spaziergang cheers up the Germans. Yes, once in a while, a white man between the ages of 35 and 45 will tell you to get a real job and want to debate you, but most of the time the people who stop to talk are open to the idea. And you don't need to be an expert at this. Above all, we need to put in the time and person-to-person contacts to not just get enough signatures in the short term, but also big picture to grease the wheels to make something like this possible. Whatever happens in the future with this initiative or any other housing movement, I can't promise that it will pass in the fall, or that an electoral approach is the best or ultimate one to take. Talking to your neighbors and strangers on the street about their rent situation and about changing it is a step in activating a movement that they can't take away from us with the stroke of a pen. So I hope to see you out on the streets. And until then, enjoy this week's episode. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to your weekly Corners Beatty. It's myself, Nick, and Yulia. Hi. You're next to I'm me, back. Yulia's back. <laughs> And we are joined with a very special guest, uh, Amin, who is a student uh, currently at uh, Boazachi, uh, Boaz- uh, a university in Turkey that, uh, for those who do not know, have been, you know, kind of uh, having ongoing protests since the beginning of this year. And uh, we thought that we would have him on to talk about the situation uh, that's going on currently at the university. So, Amin, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, it's very nice to be here and Kind of, uh, it's nice to feel that people outside Turkey are interested in what's going on. So, thanks. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so, for yeah, like I mentioned, uh, there have been since uh, I believe since the first of January, where the uh, uh, AKP announced a new uh, uh, rector at the university. There have been protests. Appointed. <laughs> yeah, appointed. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I, just to give like our our, our you know listeners just a, a really quick just backdrop. So you know since 2016, we're just going to use this as just like the arbitrary year because this is the the putsch yeah. you know attempt yeah, of that the, the of the of the right. Kulin movement you know whatever doing their thing. Uh, apparently, as much yeah. as I do not believe that, but. 
Um, yeah, so since 2016, the AKP and Erdogan have really been trying to like implement, uh, uh, you know, much more control over general, um, you know, everyday aspects of, of you know, I don't, not everyday aspects of life, but, you know, things where then they can have political influence, you know, mm-hmm. universities, abandoning, culture, yeah, culture, education. Yeah. yeah. And the uh, the most uh, recent attempts have been to, like, as we said, put an appointed rector uh at mm-hmm. universities, which for Turkey is yeah. actually quite interesting because there's a tradition of having democratically elected uh, rectors who are the head of the university. Uh, could you give us like, like just like a like a brief backdrop then of like why this is so important? Because I don't think that this is like something that at least in Germany doesn't like trans like translate yeah. over as well because the idea of like mm-hmm. your dean is like something you don't think about, you know? Right. Right. Well, I think it has to do with. Well, let me let me first start with the year that you mentioned, like mm-hmm. 2016. Uh, it's not as arbitrary, because actually this appointment is not the first uh, appointment of an unelected rec, like unelected dean, for the university. The first one happened in 2016, actually. So this is the second one, and it did generate a sort of resistance for some time. Um, it's just that the person appointed was actually an academician at the university it's just that the the person who got elected through the democratic process as it was before 2016 was uh not signed into the position by the president and then the president just decided somebody who was kind of closer to his i I, i'm not sure why exactly but politically it was somehow beneficial to him so uh that that was Mehmet Özkan, and it, it it was not met like it wasn't welcomed, but also the resistance kind of was not as uh, fierce as it is now. And uh, thinking about the background uh, of like of uh, overall Turkish politics and how that reflects uh, on our university, I don't think I'll be able to give you a very um, informative sort of. Uh, outline because i've just been here in turkey for five years and i'm just trying to get a grasp of everything myself um but i i have been uh studying here uh, as, as a full-time student and i i didn't leave the country <laughs> throughout those five years so uh as as far as i can tell uh, it, the, the problem with appointing a, a dean non-democratically is uh it just it, it just symbolizes how uh Kind of how powerful uh, the the regime has become here in Turkey in terms of their uh, well I, I I'm not sure if this is like straying too far but it go for it I think yeah. I mean kind it's, of, it's like kind of <laughs> it, it would be fair to call it fascist because there are certain values that are um, like very broad very general and I, I would say religious that are being uh, held up as the ideal for the Turkish society by the AKP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, everything that strays beyond those values is being used as like as scapegoat as scapegoats for um, kind of uh, uniting all the conservative people mm-hmm. in the country, I would say. So that the, the appointment of a rector uh, in, in 2021 that, that just happened is just kind of it symbolizes how uh, 
comfortable the government has become and just doing whatever they want and steering the public uh, wherever they would want like the, the, the politics to go overall. yeah so the difference with Mehmed Erskan and the rector now Meli is it Bulu, I think is his yeah. name I can't uh, yeah Meli Bulu, yeah okay. um, so yeah, Erskan right. was actually um, like teaching at Boazici before right so he was kind of like yeah, someone who yeah. was in research who had a history with Boazici and with Bulu, I don't know how the situation is there is because I know he ran he tried to run for parliament for the AKP before yeah. he got this position yeah like 2012 I think it was or yeah. something like that yeah Yeah, yeah. So he's not a member of mm -hmm. Boazic University, but he did study here. I think he did his master's here. However, like when he got appointed, people just, well, I mean, nobody would research him normally, right? Yeah. Nobody cares about Meli Pulu, but <laughs> we do now. the position he was kind of, <laughs> right? Yeah, unfortunately, like, like given, given the importance that he was uh, brought into by the events, uh, it, it has kind of come into the light that he uh, has academic integrity problems yeah. so there's a case of him uh just copying and pasting parts of his previous um, work newer, are you sure he isn't german are you sure he's a member of german it's a very familiar because that's familiar a very familiar problem, problem. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah right and it's not it's not just his work i mean there there's like if you just put it through the regular turn it in system for like submitting your academic homeworks etc it just comes up like as well plagiarized that's oh, really embarrassing <laughs> yeah it is it is yeah that's it like the question i wanted to ask then is that you mentioned that then um bulu is 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 a different you know beast altogether in the terms mm. of that then he is an akp member he tried to run for run, run for um uh parliament he is uh very much within like you know he is he is very much a party person first before being an academic mm -hmm. And like you mentioned well, earlier of the sense of, of that, the, yeah, like you said, the fascist tendencies currently of Erdogan and the AKP and having this, uh, you know, conservative outreach, like this, this, like, it seems really apparent with just this appointee that then that that statement kind of, you know, is true, right? Like it's, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think yeah. that it's an over, an over, you know, you're not overstepping any boundaries, by saying that then that this is authoritarian <laughs> or whatever. And um, so I guess from there, just, you know, I just want to simply just ask of like, what do, um, I think from outside in, a lot of people in Europe do have this very like homogeneous version of what Turkey looks like, especially mm -hmm. with its push towards authoritarianism mm -hmm. with this, you know, with AKP kind of getting more influence. Um, but what do the protests on the grounds look like? How have, like, who's been supportive? You know, there obviously are other political forces in Turkey that then aren't simply just parliamentary. Um, where have we been seeing, right. you know, like, like who's been coming out? Who have the students been, you know, like, how, how have, like, the students and faculty especially as well, too? I was well, about too. to say the academic staff, yeah. for example. Right. Because, I mean, right. it's not the first time that there was a crackdown on the university and on academics and professors. We had that in 2016, especially also with the Academics for Peace oh, yeah. um, um, petition with at Boazici, two professors were let go, I think. One from the sociology department who was a lot, doing a lot of Kurdish studies as well. Yeah. Um, and one from the history department. Yeah. She had to go back to France. I think she was a French-Turkish uh, professor. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. So I uh, just yeah. So kind of all together, like like what do then uh, on the ground like as is, as saying this and beforehand, this isn't the first time. But what does it look like now in you know twenty twenty? We're, we're in twenty twenty one, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, with these protests at right. at, at, at Boazici. Okay, so I, I would say that within the university, it's just uh, the fear of uh, getting like more and more marginalized, especially. Uh, the people who are minorities within Turkey who were able to kind of find a, a safe community within our university are, are the people who are uh, the most worried, like the LGBT community, the, well, I would say women overall, because um, violence against women has a very different kind of, uh, it, it happens to a very different sort of degree here in Turkey, as opposed to, I would say, Europe yeah. or, or the States. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are probably ethnic minorities as well, such as Kurds, and not like people who would uh, probably be uh, well identified as Turkish, but also something more. Uh, yeah, that's definitely in, been in, a, the, in the general country. Yeah, that's definitely been a thing of of kind of tying in uh, with you know this as well. Is that that's like a massive crackdown of the AKP has been marginalized. Uh, you know. Yeah. Minor, like not just like social minorities, yeah. but you know this idea then like of like a Turkish race, sort of mm -hmm. like you know like an Ottoman yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, exceptionalism sort of thing has has yes. very much become party. Oh rhetoric. yeah, I mean the ac it's oh. very it's very nostalgic. I would say in mm -hmm. a sense, I'm not like I'm not an, uh, a social sciences student, but judging by what I've I've read about Turkish history, I mean, yeah, I mean it's, it's reminiscent of the the Sultanate. Yeah. In a yeah. way, I mean, this whole academics for peace thing was because of uh, you know the violence against Kurds in South Turkey and in Syria, um, and also I read something about um, that there was an event like an exposition um, of an LGBT uh, community at the university, and there was a like big uh, crackdown on them because of that. Oh yeah. yeah. So if you want me to tell the story in more yeah. detail, yeah, I, I, I kind of mm -hmm. put out like a small outline here yeah, for myself. Right. So what what happened with that is uh, it was an exhibit. Well, from January the 4th, <laughs> since the first big protest, uh, there began a constant presence of uh, students, of protesters on campus. So we, we had this tent and every day there would be events like open uh, lessons or maybe like uh, like film uh, film sessions where we would like watch some uh, political or or socially uh, informative uh, content etc and then there would be some like academicians present so it, it was like an active protest environment uh, and uh, on the 22nd of January uh, they decided to have an arts exhibition so over 400 uh Art pieces were sent from all over Turkey and as well as from abroad, and some of them anonymously to be presented on campus. So when that happened, one of the uh, one of the pieces uh, was one that depicted, yeah. So it depicted uh, Mecca during the time of like when everybody goes there. Uh, well, I'm not sure how that is called as well, but can we say it had. Yeah, the yeah. like pilgrimage that you have to make. Yeah, the pilgrimage. I don't know the I don't know the, the, right. the specific word in Arabic. Yeah, so no, yeah. 
yeah yeah right so it had it had that but in the corners of the picture it had some lgbt symbolics mm. so that uh was exposed to the authorities so the students club unsurprisingly i mean it's it was their community that some members of were not uh comfortable with that specific uh art piece so they uh exposed it to the authorities and then the there were like two people responsible for uh, selecting or i'm not sure exactly what the role was but they were part of the organizing crew of uh, this exhibition and they got uh detained for allowing this uh, anonymous art piece to be presented and uh, you, you probably heard their names it's cello and do mm-hmm. so the, the, the two guys mm-hmm. who got detained uh, and then there was um a counter protest on campus Uh, where uh, everybody gathered in front of the rectorate the building and uh, as you know there's uh, coronavirus measures mm-hmm. currently in place in Turkey yeah. so after 9 p.m. you're not allowed to be outside um but the protest like the protesters didn't leave at 9 p.m. they they actually stayed and they waited for Meli Bulu to come out and to like publicly explain uh, his position on whatever is like whatever the reason for uh, this uh, detention was so while waiting there uh the not not only did meli not come out he also allowed the police to enter the campus in big numbers and violently uh, detain uh, over 50 students right there and the number that you've told me before like the 150 detentions that uh, i think it kind of got famous internationally yeah. mm-hmm. uh even more detentions happened previously that day while uh, people were walking towards the campus uh, to protest so that day we had like 159 people detained oh. and uh, i mean it happened because the rector allowed uh, a police presence around and like on yeah. campus yeah that was something i actually wanted to ask is that like turkey has a similar policy with greece don't yeah. they were like police on campuses like aren't really a thing or am i mistaken right, of right. that no, that's like kind of slow no it's not um that's slowly been like changing under the uh, like akp as well right mm-hmm. like there there are more and more actions of police happening um not even just like now but if i'm not mistaken too like also with uh like previously like you know protests went in 2016 and 2018 i think there was also things yeah. as well there have been like more cops on campuses yeah. in 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 uh in Turkey which is like historically not normal if you know at least from Yeah it's not know. it's not So so uh, usually uh we have well there's this the security uh that is present on campus which is not actually the police mm-hmm. and then there is the police who are well able to be like wherever they want outside campus but in order for the police to enter uh within the campus uh borders well not boards but you know through the yeah uh, t- turnstiles etc uh there has to be an explicit uh request from the rector or at least he has to allow it if the police uh, deem ne- deem it necessary uh in in this case i mean if if the police were not allowed to enter campus those arrests would not have happened so that's kind of important yeah. but uh, as for the overall police presence well since the protest started there was like uh, the 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 whole neighborhood was barricaded heavily you might have seen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not sure and uh well there's uh, regularly like patrols with 
weapons actually with automatic <laughs> rifles wow. patrolling campus, which is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, who are you going? Who are you going to? Who are you trying to protect there, yeah. right? And in, in such numbers, it's insane. There's probably like two busloads of police somewhere around campus at all time. So that is kind of yeah. That th- that has that has been this way ever since the protests began, like in the beginning of January. Yeah, I, I mean, there's an interesting quote by Erdogan saying, "If you want to be political." you either join parliament or go to the mountains. So this is what he does a lot. It's right. like comparing anyone who's protesting, um, well, calling them terrorists yeah. and saying they should basically oh, yeah. join the PKK. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 It, it happened. It happened uh, recently as well. He was yeah. like, well, are you students or are you terrorists? Oh my God. You know, yeah. yeah. That's exactly like that. Just kind of, that is classic. Yeah, the, the thing that then I just which is, wanted, wait, oh, which is yeah, fascinating because when it comes to Meli Bulo being uh, affiliated with the AKP, um, the, the press, um, press speak, Press, yeah, yeah, press person of the AKP um, said, "Well, as you, it's there's no nothing wrong about having a political identity or something. So here, it's okay. Yeah, as long as your right. political identity is either like, exactly. like the AKP or the MHP. <laughs> yes. Like, oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. You can yeah. only all right. You can be political, but you can only be a Turkish nationalist or a Turkish ultra nationalist. Yes. <laughs> those those are the those are the two <laughs> genders that you're allowed on campus. I, I I wouldn't say it's a problem if the elections happened democratically mm. on campus and the appointed dean was politically leaning towards yeah. whatever AKP stands for. Because, I mean, it is a democracy. It's not It's not uh, the values that I would personally mm. uh, stand for. And it would be alarming, but it would not generate such like an obvious, uh, maybe obvious is not the right word, uh sort of a sort of uh vigorous response yeah. mm-hmm. from from the student and and uh, from the student body and the faculty because the faculty as you asked before i, I think i didn't answer that the the faculty has not been uh supportive of the appointment mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. every 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 day at 12 p.m uh the teachers gather in front of the rectorate building and they turn their backs and they just stand there for 20 minutes and then everybody claps for some time and then there's a press release that happens oh. every day so so that's kind of uh the visible part of what the academicians have been doing but uh i'm not sure if there's been uh enough courage on their side to actually bring about uh any meaningful uh opposition mm-hmm. like internally Because if if the university somehow was able to boycott, like to go and strike, yeah. well, that w- I feel that that's like the the pipe dream that any sort of protest movement would have, yeah. right? <laughs> to, to 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 kind of to be able to go and strike, and everybody just stays home until things change or uh, until there's something. About But I mean, there's there's uh, like the general economic situation in uh-huh. Turkey, and I mean, given the political yeah. climate, there's probably also that it does not allow uh, people working on campus to be kind of brave and 
I, I don't want to say haphazard, but not like it doesn't allow them to not worry about losing their job. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, there definitely is. I, I, I think it is a fair point to make of although, um, yeah, the idea that like, of like a strike of the, you know, it's faculty great. members yeah. is great. There is. Yeah. Like, like, like you mentioned, like the Lira is like devaluing itself every single day mm-hmm. and life like general life yeah. in, in Turkey because of economic hardship, it also explains why Turkey is becoming much more vi- like you know much more mm. like expansionary in their like foreign policy is because they're in an economic crisis currently, and there yeah. is yeah I mean there is like the, the the realities of the economy doesn't really allow you to be like well you know fuck this I'm gonna yeah. you know uh, I'm gonna strike which either of them will land your ass in prison possibly you know yeah. with how you know haphazard very very yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, deem you as either a Gulenist or a or a or a you know follower of 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 the the the, the PKK because everyone who doesn't agree to Erdogan right. is either mm. you know one or the two, yeah. and um, you know for like. Yeah, in 2016, you had the removal of of certain academics, one of whom you know ended up just back in France. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like. I mean, I could understand the like the the hesitation of that. Yeah, seeing I mean- how much more brutal the AKP is becoming and how much how much more authoritarian even within the last five years, you know? Right. Yeah. And that's that's all people talk about actually. It's just how 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 fearless the authorities have become. You know, yeah. there's no need for a euphemism. There's there's yeah. no need to cover up their actual agenda. It's just out in the open, you know. This is what we want Turkey to be like. Everybody else can fuck off. <laughs> whatever whatever that means, you know, like Go to prison, leave the country, mm. just shut up and stay home. Whatever it, 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 like, whatever it takes, you know. Otherwise, we're gonna make you fuck yeah. off. Yeah. And everybody seems to actually be intimidated by it because you know I thought, okay, so this is happening in the first day of the protest, like January the fourth. There has been at least like a thousand students on campus and around like the neighborhood who are actively like on the street and like shouting slogans and then the police interfered with us again, et cetera, as, as it usually happens. But I, I, I was kind of hoping that it would spark a greater, uh, a, a greater protest like in Istanbul overall, but that just didn't happen. Yeah. Know? And there's some hopes that it could happen on the first of May because yeah. in, well, in Turkey, there is like generally the leftist, yeah. movements are kind of uh here as well passionate i would yeah, say here as well on the first of may um, right it's uh, yeah workers uh day <laughs> labor day yeah uh, so it's kind of like in turkey i think the 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 perception is very positive of the first of mm. may i i come from ukraine so mm-hmm. I, I i don't know what i think on that subject because you know like in, in the stalinist ussr it was kind of used as a justification to exploit people mm. so, yeah. but in turkey it, it is like the general like w- that's the day when the left just comes out and stands tall. Yeah. So yeah, maybe that's gonna happen. It hasn't so far. Yeah, I just like that's that's actually it. I mean, from outside looking inwards, the thing I've always like. I mean, mentioning previously of 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 the sense of of uh, yeah, exactly that. That there is always like this kind of infinite willingness to look at the future of like this is going to be the period of time when then it kicks off this and mm. that and that but it's like i mean the last elections in istanbul you literally had the akp run their own candidate twice yeah 
<laughs> and right. it's really like I'm always kind of like I don't want to be like I, I said you don't want to be pessimistic <laughs> yeah I said earlier in the show that then like I want to be like hearted a little bit to a degree but it's like whenever I, whenever we talk about yeah. Turkey on the show it really kind of always makes me wonder like how much worse can this get and then it like gets worse I'm like well how much worse can it get after that I mean, I mean uh, you got to consider as well that there was a huge crackdown on the HDP like yeah, very the recent recently, month. Yeah. yeah, exactly. With everyone, yeah, very recent, yeah, yeah, everyone getting imprisoned. Everyone is in jail. Everyone, nobody has like a fair trial right now. They get removed. The yeah. mayors get removed. District um, officials get yeah, removed. Yeah, they're head of the parties yeah. in like ran for and then Demirtas has been yeah. in prison. Yeah, a yeah. while now, but yeah. And it's yeah, I mean, just even even that stuff, even the 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 um, yeah, the recent. I mean, the well, the wildest one being obviously that then just like uh, uh, Turkey's military actions. They're like, yeah, we're gonna work with ISIS, and like, right. you know, right. you just kind of yeah. like and like and the Europe. The thing that I think is like also Europe just kind of telling on itself that they just care so little about it is that then Turkey, like Erdogan, was here like two weeks ago yeah. for some human rights like discussion yeah, or whatever oh really? yeah they don't oh wait was it had it was it something to do with the Istanbul convention possibly no, i don't i don't think so i think it was just they were like having you know typical european diplomat like eu diplomatic relations with erdogan it wasn't like to scold him oh it was just that he was oh, meeting with okay. ursula von der Leyen, and that was the only scandal that came out of it was that then like the uh president of the european council sat in ursula von der Leyen's mm -hmm. seat And then she had to sit on a couch. Not that the fact the that the scandal should be oh. that, the, that, that the EU is like literally discussing human rights with a dude who's doing more, like yeah, more and more rights human rights violations, violations yeah. like every single week, yeah. it seems like. Yeah, because you know? the EU has interest in Turkey kind of gatekeeping yeah. Europe. Yeah, for yeah. multiple, I mean, like, for, like multiple reasons yeah. as well. Because during the refugee thing, it was exactly. that then Europe didn't want refugees. Mm -hmm. And it was that, that oh, Turkey yeah. was keeping them there. Erdogan's always been very much knowing that he can be really authoritarian and, like, Europe won't really do anything no. because what are they going to address him with? Turkey's also a NATO member as well, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. No, um, there, is, there is kind of, there's probably a lot of... Uh, Concerning things happening within Europe as well, oh. like whatever's going yeah, on, Poland yeah. is probably not. Nice. Oh no! Definitely oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the no, EU same. being an like being a, a, a like a beacon of democracy yeah. is incredibly Poland, stupid. Poland, well. Hungary, yeah, Germany. Greece, yeah. Come on, like in Germany, uh, yeah. we don't have a good uh, like. And I mean, nobody like, the, here is innocent. <laughs> like I mean, Orban does actually like get along like quite well with 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 Erdogan as well. Like you know, he'll he'll put aside his like you know. Like Islamophobia. Islamophobia because he likes Erdogan as then being an authoritarian mm. guy. Like Erdogan is an interesting figure because he is a part of this like re like emerging authoritarian right like playbook of being like kind of like I don't he's not as good of a dictator as Putin, but he is like he is uh uh um he, he's really good at seeing how much he can get away with and it seems to be a lot you know because he kind of like i think at a, oh yeah more and more yeah i think that turkey knowing it's like more and more figuring out their place in the world um is benefiting erdogan you know immensely because uh no one's going to really like he doesn't really have to answer to anyone either he's not part of the european union not that the eu would do anything either 
but it is just kind of this like free for all of that. Then like the international international community really just kind of like ignores Turkey a lot of the time, even though it's like if it were a part of the EU, it's like the what third largest economy or something like that, second largest population. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not it's not enough for the world to kind of swear at Turkey and just condemn it for whatever is going on. I mean, and people here have to open their eyes, open their ears. They have to try to educate themselves. I mean, there's there's big problems with education in Turkey, but at least, you know, there's there, there, it is possible to be open-minded when you're uneducated. So until that becomes part of the culture, until that, until there's like internal change in the way people view the world, I don't think any condemnation from the outside is going to do much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's... And also, it's not like they're going to come here and like vote for everyone. I mean, and if there if there's voting <laughs> happening. Yeah. Let's, well, maybe wait. it's happening. Come back in a few months and see what we can yeah. do then. Yeah. You oh, yeah. Say, Yulia? Sorry, yeah I mean, that is why it's such a big interest to actually control universities and control education, you know. Yeah. It's because there is something that yeah. can build an oppositional political view in people, you know? Yeah, it's that almost is. like universities are so like yeah, part oh, of definitely. social reproduction or something. Yeah. Right? It's <laughs> almost like I learned that at university or exactly. something. Though, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, especially when it comes to our university, mm-hmm. because like the definition of the Boazichi culture is what you've just explained, like the, the breeding ground for opposition for yeah. whatever regressive oh. uh, worldview there exists in turkey you know this is this has been its reputation mm-hmm. like ever since it became uh, a thing and uh i think all the all the other universities in turkey look to us to see what we're doing and then they get their courage kind of saying okay so Boazici is doing that so let us then uh kind of take this step etc I, I mean i sign up like if anybody studying at a different uh, <laughs> turkish university heard this they would probably have like an argument with me but there is kind of i, I mean there there is a prestige yeah to, to to our university when it comes to like politics yeah, i mean even like and it, it is it is very separated from like the rest of the country because you know everybody who studies there they they've been telling me from the first day i got there that listen this is a bubble this is not what turkey yeah. is and I've not seen a lot of Turkey. You know, I've, I've been to like, some touristy places, but uh, I, I guess that would be true given how the the government is basing its whole agenda on the interests of like the majority of it, because it is the majority that elected this government, yeah. right? Yeah. So it must be that the values of the majority are reflected by the party. Yeah, so, I mean, it is like like the AKP is in a coalition only with like one very small party, like keeping them mm-hmm. afloat over that 50% threshold, which when there are elections again, I would not be surprised if the AKP does not need to make a coalition with the MHP mm for that reason you know like uh uh, Mm. i think that the the overall yeah like the conservative backdrop that the akp has been using to to you know expand their worldview is quite popular i mean not even as popular in turkey we see that then that there is a a push towards you know like a new right wing new conservative movement i mean like look at greece's elections like Mm. New democracy is not in a coalition with anyone, and they're like yeah. a very far right wing party because they realized, oh, we can be 
we can be just as racist as Golden Dawn, like an actual Nazi party, mm-hmm. just, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like be quiet about it. And the AKP knows that we can do the same, like we can be the like Ottoman continuation party, like the MHP, yeah. just got to yeah. like be a little bit quieter about it, you know, like using yeah. that to your ends. And also kind of like back to the thing about Europe never stepping in. <laughs> if they ever do, Erdogan always uses that in the sense of like, see, they don't want you to live this life. They're, they're afraid of this. And he always is really good about, right. about, you know, kind of using this, you know, push towards human rights stuff on its head and is like, well, actually, see, they're the authoritarians. Yeah, that is interesting. That is a rhetoric he has been using a lot, and which is actually interesting because the um, MHP yeah. also uses this kind of uh, rhetoric. Again, so, you know, Grey you Wolf, steal what you can uh, take. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Use this kind of rhetoric in saying everyone is actually racist against Turkish people and everyone is colonializing mm. Turkey and every so there was this incident of people trying I don't know what if it was after 2016 or something wanted to get international observers into the country yeah. because of some like processes <laughs> I don't know what it was actually but then everyone's saying oh yeah see this is uh, colo- like yeah colonialism and yeah yeah Erdogan always has his weird like anti-imperialist moments yeah, yeah, and exactly. then he's like and then yeah. he's just marching into Syria yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> he's like oh, oh yeah by the way like what was, this was like a long time ago where he met with with Alexis Tsipras and he's like mm. by the way like half of northern mm. Greece belongs to us <laughs> while he was in a, a press conference with him yeah <laughs> But, but back to the protest. Well, yeah, 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 exactly. So um, what I would be interested in, since we were talking about this, how there's not so much out there, or it seems like the world doesn't care that much, how has been like social media for like, um, I don't know, organizing the students, organizing the protests, has it been very effective, you know, to get get the news out there? Has it been used in, in any way? Like. Well, I, I think it, it has been the core yeah. method of getting the word out there for this protest and probably for all the like all, all the less prominent movements at the moment that are out there in Turkey. Because the mainstream media is, well, it's mostly uh, pro-government. Mm-hmm. And there, there, I mean, certainly there is uh, some media that is not as clearly pro-government or that is actually like the opposition media is just it's not as mainstream so uh given that there is no other media than social media to kind of spread the word but uh, there's been negative effects of it as well so we had like a lot of hate campaigns and like hashtags spreading that harm our movement happening on twitter and yeah. Overall, but I think it it has been instrumental because you know everything that was going on. If if we weren't out there in the field, mm-hmm. we learned about it through Twitter or through our like specific Instagram pages yeah. that were kind of active throughout. So yeah, it, it it's never been mainstream news, and, and mostly it it's been like people didn't know that things were happening. You know, for the most part. So it's been more than three months now, mm-hmm. but. For I would guess that in the eyes of the general public, uh, it's probably like fizzled out like two months ago. You know, when when there were like mass arrests, it, it kind of it, it came into prominence, and then there were like other mass arrests. And actually, there's been like several occasions when like more than 
30, 40 people have been arrested at the same, same time. So that kind of brings the attention, attention back. But other than that, it's, yeah, I mean, the initial push against the, the appointment and then silence yeah. and then police violence and then silence and police violence and and silence. Oh, that rhymes. I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like a Rage Against the Machine song. <laughs> yeah, true. All right. Yeah, I should, should probably write. <laughs> I, I, I mean, if we can get the word out, given how social media, you know, has been the primary instrument of information. Yeah. yeah. Well, and misinformation. But anyway, uh, <laughs> well, let's look at this of, positive. Uh, here it's kind first. of. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Like, if if there's anything that helps uh, people, you know get to know about what's going on and probably get engaged and like bring some noise. I mean, I'm happy to yeah. do it. Um, is there any uh, like shout outs that you could do of like how any of our listeners could like pages they could follow, uh, you know, how they could possibly oh, get sure. involved, uh, you, you know, say, you know, uh, shout out whatever you want. You can also send me all the links. I'll put them into the show notes. Yeah. And yeah. Oh yeah. I, I can send you the accounts. Sure. So there's the Instagram Bozichi Dirinishi, which is okay. I'm gonna. <laughs> I think I should just write. No, no, it's good. You can say it, and then I'll have it all in the show notes. It's exactly. Good. So everyone will hear it, and they'll also sure. see the the yeah. thing in our in our links as well. I think yeah. It's if, if there's any hashtags uh, that are going around, it's it's awesome if people can kind of support and help help bring things to light on Twitter or on Facebook or like retweet not retweet but like share stories on instagram mm. because you know what else is there to do right exactly yeah no exactly i mean like i i uh i mean i found out through the actions that were i mean like obviously through certain press that then coming out but yeah instagram is where i get yeah. like most of the information that was going and on Twitter. daily and it is like i mean the one account again i can't pronounce any of them they'll all be in the uh in the description <laughs> they do their memos in their daily posts in turkish english and german oh. which is uh you know for listeners of ours who uh, who do speak you know possibly one of those three languages there's a very good possibility uh really good and it you know they 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 go live on twitter every day as well to kind of like show you what's going on um like you know you said there's also plenty of other um you know pages and movements and whatnot um but yeah i mean yeah. even from the one that then that i that i follow on on social media uh you know on instagram and on twitter like get a lot of information simply from there you know i kind of uh i kind of reflected on what i just said because you know what else, like i said what else is there to do other than like support what's going on through the social media. I feel, well, I, I'm not Turkish, right? I've just been here for like five years and I'm like trying to do things, not because uh, I'm like, I'm trying to integrate within the society, but you know, if, if there is a certain set of values that is allowed to propagate in a certain part of the world, there is a great chance that it will spread and influence other parts of the world and other people and it works uh, the, the same way for like positive and negative developments so like there is something else we can do which is to resist uh fascist values wherever they like pop up you know regardless of the country so uh, yeah if we can all do that i think that is in the long term the best thing we can do so. yeah i think that that's a, a that's a beautiful yeah, statement a, yeah, yeah definitely yeah then uh you have anything to close on, Yulia, or is it, you know? No, I, I would just say it's important to pay attention to these things and still, like, even because I've seen this in German media that it, they're not actually reporting on it anymore, as yeah. you said, like, after, like, the, in the last two months or something. So it's important to not forget about these things, yeah, not forget these about these projects. Ongoing, yeah. yeah. And 
Then uh, I guess on that note, uh, thank you so much, Amin, for, uh, you know, taking time out of your, you know, uh, what I'm assuming is a nice Saturday afternoon. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's rainy and shitty, but Hopefully. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. And uh, like I said, uh, all the info will be in uh, the uh, show notes. And uh, yeah, I I guess the as as you said yeah just keep resisting uh all you know fascist mm-hmm. tendencies it's very much a thing that i think that we're coming more and more to uh uh yeah peeking its head out maybe a little bit too much in the last you know few yes. years uh internationally you yeah. can even argue mm-hmm. and i think that you're really right yeah. about the sense of that there is like the idea then of that has been spreading and it isn't only just turkey no of course not. you know turkey may be one you know cog in this machine of all of this but it does like all of these fascists are inspiring one another and we i mean regardless of if you identify yourself as like progressive or a leftist or whatever this and that and that the you know project of trying to build a better world is like one that is of an solidarity and it is international international yeah. solidarity exactly yeah. you know there's a thing maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah yeah so yeah um yeah thank you so much for coming on and uh we thanks for having me it, it's been it's been great hey. to talk to you guys yeah it's been awesome having you um yeah uh i i think there's like well it came to my mind so i'm just gonna say you know like the same way the negative well, I mean, it's subjective, but the values that kind of hurt people can propagate the same way our uh, values that help and like rise people up can propagate as well. So, I mean, optimistic, I'm kind of optimistic, you know, if, if, if we speak about it and, and if, if people can actually try and be active, you know, in asserting what they believe, if those things are positive, it will overpower whatever remains of, of the of the ugly past that the world has seen yeah i love that <laughs> yeah i think that's a good note to add on uh i mean uh thank you so much for coming on and sure. we will, s- thank, thank we will you. see thank all you guys. you guys then uh i guess midweek for the bonus episode if you subscribe so uh take care and bye-bye 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 thank you